Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for ovens when you're waking, baking no Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast H-Cubed up in this bitch Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back with another album review for y'all this week. And this week it was my man Cooper's time uh, turn to pick an album and let him know what what we we doing this week, man. All right. So this week we taking it way, way back to one of the first albums that I ever had in hip hop, and we are taking it back to Lil Kim Hardcore, I believe from nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety six. Something. Six. Nineteen ninety six. There we go. Yep. But this is uh, again, it's an album that I grew up on. It's an album that I love. Yes, there's a whole bunch of dirty, raunchy shit in there, <laughs> but that's part of what nah. makes the album the album. Because I mean, imagine oh, you, yeah. imagine you in like sixth, seventh grade, and you hear this album for the first time, and you just Duh. like, God damn, y'all talking about some shit that I don't even understand at this point in my life. <laughs> All right, so, so so let me ask you this, right? Obviously, Kim wasn't you know the first female rapper. You know to come out Facts. but would you say that this was the first time that a female rapper was like showing this side of of i guess her sexuality and things like that because you know obviously female rappers had you know done gangster rap before and you know try in in like just portrayed the little tough image or whatever mm-hmm. that she kind of dis- displays here as well but the whole like raunchiness and shit like that would you say that this is at least for you, the first time that you heard, yeah, Lil, Lil Kim was the most overt with it. Like in back in those days, it, around the time that Lil Kim was out, the brat was out, but she was very, very gangster drug dealer. Like she was, it was just like Young yeah. May back in the day. It was just another nigga, right, 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 right. Foxy came out about a year or so before Lil Kim, and while she was talking about some sexy shit, yes, she was more aligned with like Nas and AZ and everybody back then. So she was right. more on the lyrical stuff than always yeah. just overtly being sexy. Lil Kim came out the gate on some sex shit. I mean, the first picture I remember seeing of Lil Kim was her crouched down. With her just fat pussy oh, all yeah. out, like yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. the first picture I remember seeing of Lil Kim. The joint, the joint that I think Nicki redid at some point, yep. or something like that. Talking about she hate Lil yeah. Kim, but you just gonna do everything <laughs> Lil Kim did. Duh. Anyway. So you know, we we gonna talk about that too, because you know, in one of the songs, there is a mention of a, a chick named Nick, which is kind of ironic, but you know, <laughs> didn't mean to rhyme that either. But you know, hey, it happened. Hey. But nah, but but yeah, so. You know, and, and I feel like, you know, we've had this conversation on this podcast when it comes to, like, listening to uh, female MCs and shit like that. And how a lot of times their content is something that, like, a lot of niggas just ain't really with. You know what I mean? Just listening to, right? Now, obviously, if you're a fan of rapping and you can look past some of the shit that you might not really relate to, I guess, you could, you know, hear a lot of really good rapping on this album and a lot of other Kim songs as well. Mm-hmm. But I will say, though... That this was definitely an album that like, cause I like to listen to to my shit when I'm uh, jump roping, cause I feel like I can actually focus on what I'm listening to, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, this is one of those songs that like, if people were walking by, I'd feel kind of weird if like they hear me listening to certain parts of a song. Like for example, the first song um, ha- had a first song starts off like the very first line. 
you know, I uh, used to be scared of the dick, you know, whatever. So it's kind of like, it, it lets you know what the fuck you're in for from the jump, even from the intro and all that shit. So yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a raunchy album, but I feel like if you look past all that, you'll see uh, really solid rapping by, by Kim and pretty much uh, Lil C's throughout. Yeah, you know, you're right. Because, well, yeah, like you said, if you can look past that joint, because it's not like every track is just filled with just the crazy sexual innuendos or just the crazy sexual talk it's just yeah. like it'll be like a couple lines here a couple lines there yeah unless it's a, yeah. like and even songs that are about straight up sex are not all yeah. just crazy 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 shit no so no yeah there's there's definitely a line a fine line that you can draw to make it tolerable but right. then again, I just feel like a lot of niggas just don't listen to female MCs. And I mean, that's, you know, that's your prerogative. But I mean, you're missing out on some good shit because there are some good oh, yeah. female MCs out there. They, that can Facts. give you some good shit, to, to, you know, to, void of the fact that they might be rapping about their pussy in one song. So, yeah, no. Nah. Facts, facts. But fuck it, let's let's go ahead and get on into this joint. Let's do it. Um, did you want to do you want to do every song or this is like 15 tracks. I mean, we could we could go song by song. I don't mind. All right. Fuck it, let's, let's do it. All right. Bet. All right, so let's go ahead and start off with the uh, first song, which uh-huh. is the intro. Now, as we were talking before, I just wanted to make sure that I cleared it up before we started that this is indeed a gentleman buying popcorn and extra butter on it and being all slimy and all that shit <laughs> and going into a movie theater. And then all you hear is the nigga pants on zip and he presumably begins to beat his dick. So basically, that's what happens. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm assuming he's we, we could assume by his his light uh his light whisper and he's watching kim do some sort of sexual act and this is indeed one of them you know fucking uh porn theaters that we were saying that you know i guess may or may not have existed at a, at a certain point in time oh they existed i but, just don't know when they stopped existing because again uh i wasn't even sure that in in but this album we were talking about earlier i wasn't even sure that in the 90s when this joke came out that them theaters still existed so like <laughs> right 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 fair, yeah fair enough but either way maybe in so new york this is, you know, uh, shit take forever to die in new york oh yeah nah hell yeah and, and to be honest it might have even been a thing way past in new york way past it was died out everywhere else exactly much. but um but yeah man so i you know as, as somebody who had never listened to this album I feel like this definitely kind of let me know what I was in for. And I feel like it does a really good job. And I feel like this is an example of a good non-song or non-musical intro to album. Because I kind of, like, I feel like it kind of lays it out pretty well what you're about to get into. I I, I thought it was pretty dope. No, I I always thought it was dope, too. Again, it's not usually the, again, it's usually the track that I skipped a lot when I was a kid. Of course. Simply because, yeah. Your parents, yeah, your parents ain't trying to. Yeah, facts. Yeah, but uh, it it's 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 literally it's literally fucking moaning and sex sounds. That's really what basically it is. that's essentially what it is. But let's go ahead and jump into number two. Uh, the technically the first actual song on the album, "Big Mama Thing," mm-hmm. featuring yep. Jay Z. The beat to me is just another classic beat. Like there's all types of just classic beats all over this album. Uh, yeah, very very nineties hip hop sounding, very New York hip hop sounding. So if anything, there's the beats on this album are like 100, but this song is yeah. vicious. Lil Kim Energy is 100 on this joint. She just comes out the gate shooting, mm-hmm. and then Jay Z comes in, and it's kind of just a little laid, a little more laid back and just chill on his delivery. Yeah, yeah facts. But um, um, it's a good ass song. They're both really good lyrically, and I think that the the chorus on this joint is is really really good. It's very simple, but it's like to the point, and I just think that the song is dope as fuck. Yeah, hey, I, I, I was wondering is that i'm guessing that's somebody from junior mafia on the hook because the hook is 
Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was Jay Z at first, but it's definitely not Jay Z after I, I listened to it. Yeah, it might be Lil C's or one of the other mafia niggas. It's probably C's because I think he's really the only one that has uh, lyrics uh, except for the last song. Um, but you know, right, we'll, right. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. but nah, I, I agree one hundred percent. I feel like uh, this drum was tough. The, the only thing I will say is I feel like the the beat. Is one of the more dated sounding beats on this joint. It's it's a type B. I like it, but I just feel like it kind of has that. Um, yeah, it kind of sounded like a Debrat type of beat, kind of kind of like a funk, funky kind of sounding kind of beat. Yeah, because Jermaine Dupri, uh, you, he was heavy with the samples. But I mean, him and him and Puffy were both hard with like sampling songs from the seventies, like in you know the souls and the right. funk songs. So mm-hmm. I can understand where you would get that from. True. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so but um but yeah, so I, I thought it was a dope song. I thought uh Jay's part was, was kinda tight as well. But I just felt like it was kinda weird because there was like a part at the end of his verse where like he kinda just stops rapping and just kinda lets it plays out. So I don't know, that was kinda Lil weird, Kim does that on a song or two on this joint too, where you think that she's gonna she picks up like she's about to keep rapping like shit, but then she says like half a line and then it goes into the into the chorus and you're just like wait a minute. To the hook, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, and you know, I've always wondered if that's just like, yo, I couldn't think of anything else to say right here, or if it was just like a creative decision. So you know, let's just yeah, that's, leave a, it. that's so, a good question, honestly. So next space, but yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I think number two was a dope song, and again, a perfect way to start the album off and let you know what you're really in for because she pretty much lays it out exactly what she's about in that first verse. So. Exactly, you know, you already know what it is. But let's let's go on to number three, which is uh, No Time featuring Diddy. Now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, no, <laughs> hey, that's that's one of the first things that I wrote down. I was like, yo, the fucking piano on this joint is smooth as hell on this joint. But um, but you got you got Diddy on the on the hook. A hook that I will say from the jump was repeated way too much towards the end. I feel, but you know, it is what it is. I feel like that was kind of like a '90s thing to do. Oh yeah, but um. <laughs> and it kind of was but, an uh, anthem, like it kind of was an anthem for females. Like I got no time for fakeness. Was it? Yeah, I mean, just kind of like um, no scrubs when that shit came out right. in the in the right, late nineties. Right. Females jumped on that when bitches jumped on this and like I got no time for fakeness. <laughs> just this real time with real niggas. Like, nah, yeah, facts. Bitches find a way. <laughs> yeah, nah, facts. And and I, I don't know. I feel like Diddy did the Diddy thing, and Diddy's always done the Diddy thing on features, which is like he'll he'll kind of just talk throughout the song and then he'll have like a half verse and that's yeah. pretty much what he did here where he had like a half maybe like an eight bar verse and then kim comes in and finishes from the front oh uh, from the back get it as a smack yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like little kim with yep. those like just drink some water real quick and then came yeah, back that- <laughs> yo that's exactly what it feels like happened here because like i said it, it, it's a very minimum effort verse and then Kim just comes back in and kind of just kills the rest of it. Oh, I mean, but, Puffy's um, a very minimum effort rapper. He ain't never really been yeah. tight. Only times he's ever... Well, I mean, Puffy had everything written for him. I don't know any verse that Puffy actually wrote himself. So if he wrote that jump, I mean, it tells. <laughs> you know, I, I almost feel like maybe, again, it almost feels like Kim wrote the whole verse and then Diddy kind of just stepped in. She went to the bathroom with to get some water, mm-hmm. came back and then finished the joint off but yeah nah, I, I thought it was a dope song though um the beat was vicious i thought it was really smooth and i think uh i thought uh kim's kim's flow sounded really dope over it so i thought it was dope yeah this is this is one of my favorite songs on the album this of course was like the biggest hit from the album it was the first single from the album if you go but actually go back and watch the video if you get a chance because the video is pretty dope i don't know where the fuck they shot it but they shot it someplace really nice in new york that has a long ass escalator <laughs> <laughs> let me let me just say uh even if you don't know what year or whatever this this song is from just by the crystal reference it, you, you should just know like mm-hmm. 
yeah, this is definitely mid to late nineties. Oh yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. I, I feel like honestly, had I not have the rap influence in my life, I feel like I wouldn't even know what Cristal is. Pretty much, like if somebody it's just brought it up. Some expensive shit that we just have no business even knowing about. Like. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But uh, but yeah, now nah, so this this is this is a dope song. Again, I just feel like the the hook was kind of repeated like way too much towards the end for like a minute and a half. It kind of was, end. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. But um, but yeah, but the joint was dope. Alright, well let's go ahead and move on to number four Bend a Little Doe I like this song and I don't like this song I feel like the the person who is singing sometimes uh, Sometimes they do a little bit too much and, But I mean, I like the song for the fact that it's one big ass conversation, honestly yeah. It mm-hmm. starts out with her talking to her man And she apparently just got out of jail not too long ago And she's like She's like, how come you couldn't come see me when I was in jail? You ain't sent me no commissary or nothing. Right. And dude is like, oh, you know, I ain't want to see my bird locked up in no cage. Uh, <laughs> but now you back. And she's like, okay, after three years, nigga, click, click. You know what? Hasta la vista. And yeah, it just tells him the whole mm-hmm. shit just robs. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. that's this is another reason why you need to listen to some of these females because they give you a whole different perspective on some shit. Like there was a oh, joke, yeah. remember on the Foxy album we did where she set up the nigga at the bar mm-hmm. to get to yeah, get yeah, taken yeah. out and then she regretted the fuck out of it and made the whole song mm-hmm. talking about oh my god i shouldn't have done this blah blah blah, blah. yeah so no like, you're right you just get like you can get these story songs but a whole different view of what happened mm-hmm. and i know it's not the most manliest view whatever whatever but it's still a tight story if you just yeah. listen to it and give it a chance oh yeah no nah, for sure 100 percent. I, th- I thought this is like you said just the intro and how she kind of pieced it together and, and and again, I, I feel like Kim sounds really good over these slow, smooth beats because her flow is just so, it sounds so buttery over it, kind of just so effortlessly, kind of just really just riding the beat, like viciously, in my opinion. Exactly. And um, I, I I feel like this one was really dope. Um, you know, she talks about, you know, essentially catching the case for the nigga, doing the time for him, and the nigga didn't hold him down, didn't hold her down. So I feel like this one was, was really dope. And yeah, like you said, gives a, a different perspective. And I feel like, you know, in a way, this is kind of like a female empowerment song. It's kind of like saying, like, yo, like, these niggas is out here doing this dirty, so we about to go ahead and come back on our shit and rob these niggas. Exactly. So that's pretty much what it what it kind of is. But it, it I, I think it's a dope song. It is a little slow. I feel like it's kind of slow-paced a little bit. But I think the storytelling kind of, you know, it kind of... uh What the fuck is the word I'm looking for? It kind of makes up for, for I guess, kind of how slow it sounds. But I, thought, I think the drone was dope. No, I agree with you. All right, let's go on to number five, which is an intro. Now, I'm just going to make this short, sweet, and simple. I just wrote down two sleazebag 90s New York niggas talking shit about some girls. And it's specifically a fat nigga. That's exactly (laughs) what it sounded like. Yeah. Like the nigga that was kind of like, yeah. Well, you know, Biggie was in the, he was in the interlude. Was that him? Yeah, yeah. The, the nigga that was uh was like he goes anal like that. That was Biggie. <laughs> like fucking anal. <laughs> yeah. It was it was little. I yeah. know for sure Biggie and Lil C's was part of it, but I don't know who else Dog, was in it. I feel like Lil C's voice doesn't really match up with what the fuck he looks like. I, feel, I don't know. I don't it know doesn't because that little nigga is just like li- little, literally. Little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he his voice sounds like of a big ass nigga. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. But um. But yeah, that's kind of what it sounded like. It's pretty much two, two uh, or a group of horny ass niggas talking shit about girls. Essentially, is what this one is, which again fits the whole the whole narrative of the album. So I'm cool with that. Yes, sir. All right. Well, number six is "Crush on You," and everybody knows this song because it was a, the second uh, hit from the album. But what a lot of people don't know, if you never listen to the album, is that well, back in the day, 
a lot of rap albums, especially if you were part of a crew, there was whoever mm. was the big person quite often had a song by one of the crew members on the joint, like whoever was the biggest crew member or the, they're supposed to be the next one up. And they would yeah. do a song on that person's album that was pretty much just them. And Which is pretty much happening here. Exactly. This is this is a Lil C song, technically. Yeah. <laughs> like the original is a Lil C song. <laughs> now they did remix it and Lil Kim was on it, and that's the song that everybody knows, and that's the video that everybody knows. But uh. this version, it's just Lil C's. But C's actually kills this song. Like it's a yeah. vicious ass song. And I've heard C's album once, because he's got one album. Or I've heard it a couple times. I haven't. But Lyrically, I still think that Caesar's best work is on this album and the Junior Mafia album. <laughs> I guess. Like those are his best verses, and this is probably yeah. one of the best songs that I've ever heard Caesar rap on. Point blank, period. Yeah, no, the John, the John was dope. Uh, I feel like it kind of has that like barbecue kind of feel. You know what I mean? It just feels like a feel good kind of song from the jump. It kind of has whatever sample that they used. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of gave it that good energy. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a dope song. It's a dope song, and um, I think it's kind of like a gangster's way of telling a girl that he has a crush on her. You know what I mean? I don't even know how else to put it, but I, I thought it was a dope song. And uh, yeah, I just again, without the context of knowing that this happened a lot in the nineties, mm-hmm. I did find it kind of funny that it was pretty much a little C song, and it, it you know, it, it, it was it pretty much didn't even say it, it just kind of said featuring uh, little C. Yeah, pretty much. So, but I mean, like I so. said, that there's there's one of those on. Um, what Dragon had one, I think on. Well, he had it on the the the, the Rough Riders album. But anyway, anyway, I'm, I'm talking too much, going <laughs> off too far off point. <laughs> All right, so let's let's. Oh, first and another thing, the little true. I feel like that's been sampled so like a lot of times in rap. I feel yes. like it really has. I know I heard that before somewhere. I can't pinpoint where I heard it, but I know I've heard that used somewhere. But I don't know. Just thought that out there. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into number seven, which is uh, Drugs, which I guess Biggie was on his joint, but not credited, which is kind of, I feel like, done a couple times throughout the album where he's, he's on the joint, but just uh, not credited. But yeah, I thought the joint was dope. Um, I thought it was, uh, again, another slow, kind of smooth type of beat, which, again, I feel like it caters a lot to Kim's style. I feel like she sounds real, like, you know, buttery over these joints. But uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like this show was dope. You know, pretty much nigga talking, comparing his uh, his his girl to to a drug or whatever and to weed and shit. And was that Lil C's on the hook or was that Biggie? That was Biggie. I feel like it kind of sounded like Lil C's a little bit, a little. Uh, the, them niggas is, are, are related, right? Or were related, right? Mm-mm, not at all. No, Mm-mm. I thought it was like fam- oh, they was just kind of like in the same it's group or whatever. Peoples, yeah, that's like people's. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I thought there was family and shit, but. But yeah, nah, I feel like it kind of sounded like Lil C's a little bit right there. But yeah, I thought this one was dope. Again, it was another more of the slow, uh, slow kind of song. I'll uh, tell you this definitely though. Definitely a dope joint. This song is actually off of a, a Biggie song originally. This, this one and another mm. out song, basically, she took a song that Biggie did and just kind of reworked it for the female side. You talking about like Dreams? Yes, exactly. That's the other one yeah. that uh, I was talking about. But this one, uh, that's why they actually sampled biggie for the lit for the hook because that was uh, part of the original uh drug song that he did oh uh, okay 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 i'm guessing that was like part of his uh his verse and then they used part of that verse for the hook exactly. i'm guessing mm-hmm. okay, but it was also okay. one of those songs that it wasn't a released song and it wasn't on an album it was just like mm. one of his deep cuts that like you can find on a like radio he, and shit like that but it was like mm. back in the day like they may have played it on basically new york radio and that was about it 
Right, right. Or if so pretty much you had to be in the know to, to know about that song. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but nah, I thought, I thought the joint was dope, and uh, yeah, su- uh, yeah, super W to it. I think, I think lyrically, Kim killed this joint, like, point blank period. And I think that the beat is dope, too, because like you said, it's just a nice, smooth, like, ride out joint, just a chill yep. fucking beat. Another one of my favorite joints on here. But you can definitely hear Big's influence on Kim in this song. Because oh, yeah. a lot of the I don't want to say I don't want to say it's alliteration I don't think that's the right word but a lot of the um, the tone and the the way that she said shit would have been the way that Big would have said shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so like you can you can definitely tell she she had help. I'm not saying that somebody wrote it for her, but I'm saying that she was definitely influenced in a specific style while doing many of the songs on this album. And this is definitely one that has a lot of big influence in it. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like even listening to the joint a couple of songs before, I would say I heard the Biggie influence throughout. Just certain cadences, like you said, uh, the tone of of her voice and how she said certain things. I feel like a lot of mentions of 380s or something that Biggie would say. And I feel Mm -hmm. like she mentions 380s a whole lot. Uh, I don't know if that was a popular gun back in the day, possibly, but uh, nonetheless, yeah, I definitely heard the, uh, the Biggie influence throughout, for sure. But let's, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the uh, number eight, which is just the intro, which is pretty much, I wrote down, two scheming-ass heathens plotting on Biggie and the whole Junior Mafia clip, which is, I feel like, a pretty safe uh, description of that. And, and this time, it's the females, like, versus the yeah. males last time. So everybody's scheming on everybody in this jump. And, and, and I feel like, actually, you, you kind of just made me realize how dope that was, because it's kind of like... You see the male side and what niggas is talking about when they see, you know, I guess a bad joint walk by or whatever. And then you see the female side when a bunch of like, you know, rich niggas walk by essentially. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that shit, I don't know, I feel like that shit is pretty dope. And I'm not going to act like I didn't, like I didn't just realize that right now. So shout out to my nigga Cooper. Yo, like, like Thanos said, balance, like all things in the universe should be. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. All right, let's go to number eight. Another highly sampled, vicious. Oh, my bad. Number nine. Another highly sampled, vicious ass beat has been around, been used for the song "Queen Bitch." Now, this song is just like it's the women's empowerment song of this album, but it's also dope as fuck because the beat is driving hard as fuck, and then you've got the fucking trumpets and shit that come in. And she just, like, honestly, Kim kills this joint lyrically. Piano sample is legendary. I love that the fact that it doesn't really have a chorus. It's just scratching. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, scratching in the sample exactly. of, her, of herself. Exactly. So yeah. I think that it's very well done. It's probably one of the purest hip-hop joints, like, just rapping on this joint mm. um, that you're going to get. So I, I always support this song. I think it's vicious as shit. Facts. Plus, that, that, man, that's it's just crazy. No, I I agree one hundred percent. First of all, so I actually didn't even know, like I knew I knew that this beat sounded familiar, and and I wrote down that it kind of sounded like a Jay Z beat, kind of. And I don't know if it was a Jay Z song or, or 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 I don't know who was it that used this beat, but I will say that this definitely sounds like a period in time of New York rap, like one hundred percent from mm-hmm. the the piano, like you said, is one hundred percent legendary. That shit is is dope as hell, and I feel like this is like the least raunchy straight up hip-hop song and and again i I just feel like alluding to what we were saying a couple couple minutes ago balance and i feel like this is a good balance death smack in the middle of the album and i feel like it kind of levels it out a little bit if you're not really into all the raunchiness this is definitely a regardless of what you want to say about female mc this is definitely a, a pure mc uh 
showing right here. I thought the jump was dope. And again, because of the no of the no hook that you were mentioning, I feel like that was it definitely kind of encapsulates all of that too. Exactly. And I'll give you a a good example of the balance as I was trying to remember this when I was talking before. But um one of the lines that I think is is nothing but balance in this joint, she says, I wet you like hurricanes and typhoons, got buffoons eating my pussy while I watch cartoons. And cartoons. Yeah. I was like, yo, <laughs> that is a bar. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. And they also had uh Biggie on the joint like for a couple lines, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I Go ahead, kick it, bitch. Yeah, yeah, I peeped that too. <laughs> yeah, this nigga Biggie really was the nigga. Nah, he really he was. It was just like he came yeah. in for like two, like like a bar, maybe a half bar, bar and a half, just spit a little yeah. something, and then she starts rapping kick again, and all of a sudden Biggie just goes, Ugh. and I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, nah, I peeped that shit And I was like, yo, that shit was pretty fucking hilarious dog. That shit yeah. was pretty hilarious But like I said, this is probably one of the best examples Of just straight spitting on this entire album Yeah, oh, for sure For sure But uh, let's go ahead and go to number 10 Which okay. is a song that we mentioned previously Dreams, which again Biggie did it first And just thought I'd throw this out there Nicki did it last uh, which, yes. is, which is not which is not really a surprise, but hey, you know, we're not going to be for nobody. But yeah, pretty much, you know, it's 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 uh, Kim talking about fucking all the R&B singers. I'm guessing that was popping around that time. Is that an accurate assessment of that? Or Yeah, all of the, all of the uh, singers listed in here were the ones that were popping, I want to say, like, mid to late 80s through the mid 90s. So, like, and I, right. I wanted to actually have, I was going to look up and I forgot to see if I could actually just look up and see how many niggas or groups mm. that she was talking about how many she named right. but i right. remember when i first looked i couldn't find it and i was like well i'd be damned if i'm gonna go through this song and count on my damn self <laughs> but i mean nah, had... it's literally every other line that's like a new mention of a person yep and there's gonna be a bunch of people especially y'all younger niggas that ain't, ain't never heard of like y'all probably yeah. ain't never heard of tony rich and yeah i don't know i don't know, yeah. I don't know how half the niggas uh, she mentioned was to be honest yeah exactly so but go back and look it up because there's some good singers in there <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure I'm sure, dog. And um, yeah, no, I thought this again. It, it again, if you've heard the, the Biggie version, it definitely has a a feel to it. The same joint, but yeah, no. And again, same thing with the Nicki joint. But you know, I, I, and it's funny because I feel like that kind of happens in hip hop, where like people try to use something that kind of like the new generation might not have heard. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a, there's a good possibility that like 15 year olds have not heard this joint or the Biggie one. There's a good chance of that. Yeah. I mean, and, look, um, at, look at how many, it's not even 15-year-olds, how many of the, the younger rappers who are, like, in their well, yeah, in yep. their 20s, mm-hmm. and they don't, they've never listened to Pac, or they've never listened to Biggie or anybody from the 90s, yeah. like. Nah, for sure, for sure, but um, I thought this was, I thought it was a dope concept, even, even done, again, I, I feel like she kind of did the female version mm-hmm. of the, you know, before, I guess, Nicki did it again, but, I, so I think it was a dope idea to kind of give the female perspective of it, so. Yeah, no, I, I think it was, know, it's a really dope-ass song. But I think that the the beat is is I mean the beat obviously is pretty much the same beat, but it's a dope ass fucking beat and they use this little guitar sample in it at, at points, mm. electric guitar that is so dope. But again, this is another song that would turn heads like shit today. Like this this bitch is calling out all the niggas that she wants to fuck like in the in the, in the industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't yeah, know how that's... niggas would take that these days because it's like 
even in the Biggie joint, like they said some shit. Like he said, Mariah Carey's kind of scary, and it's just like um, mm-hmm. he's like talking about I wouldn't fuck this one, or I wouldn't fuck that one because of this or whatever, whatever. Like people would get right. in their feelings about that type of shit today, especially Facts. if it was a dude doing it about females. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah, hey, no for, for sure, for sure. Because you know the Nicki joint came out and it kind of just came and went, but. And again, again, I don't know if that just speaks on, you know, Nikki's, I guess, staying power. I'm not sure. I just think she kind of got roasted over that because it's like you spent like your entire career, you know, downing one artist in particular. And then you just go and sample her shit like and just, you know, do shit that she did. Like, come on. Yeah. No, but but what what was also kind of (laughs) whack is that she kind of did the Biggie version and not the Kim version. Mm -hmm. If you you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like she kind of like like. Cause you know they're they're kind of the versions of the same song, but they're different a little a little yeah. bit, you know, and, and how they sound. But 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 Nicki did the the Biggie joint, which again is whack because it's just her further trying to distance distance herself from Kim, which is I, I feel like is crazy to to really try to do that. It's kind of like it's almost like talking shit about Biggie and Tupac in my opinion, because it's like these are pioneers and that were able to so that you're able to do what you're able to do. So. I don't know. The disrespect that these niggas are shown on a regular. Yeah, facts. facts. But we'll get into that because that's a whole nother episode. Yep, yep, facts. But let's go ahead and go on to number 11, Mafia Land. Now, this one, this beat is mad complicated, and it sounds dark and evil as shit. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. And it honestly doesn't sound like nothing else on the album except for maybe the very last track. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It does sound similar to that. It's a very extremely smooth flow across this, even though it has a weird sound to it. Um, yeah, and I was like, uh, "It's a hard, but it's a sad chorus that's on this jump." Yeah, because she ends it. She was like, basically, like you know, missing her people. She's like, "Every mm-hmm. day I want to sit back and cry." I used to roll hard with tons of bitches. Now it's just me and my me niggas. And my niggas. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like it kind of she kind of feeds into the whole mafia idea of things, where it's like, yeah, you know, I kind of dedicated my life to this shit, and you know, that that's kind of. I don't know. I thought, I thought that was done really dope because that's kind of like their whole. I don't want to say I don't want to say gimmick, but that's like the. I guess you know gimmick at least in the yeah. sense of of the group or whatever. And I, and I thought it was done really dope. I thought, uh, and again, this is where that that line that I was talking about the whole one chick named Nick. I think says something. Try to set up uh, Biggie or some shit like that. Uh-huh. And again, it's just ironic that Nicki Minaj later on would be you know becoming exactly what she's saying here which is pretty much just a hating ass bitch but whatever exactly you know what i mean so but again this is so, another story song and it's a well-told story and it's like it's yeah. just robbery it's another robbery story yeah yeah facts facts now nah, the joint the joint is the joint is dope and yeah i, f- I feel like it's like kind of like an introspective kind of change to the album as well so i feel like the joint was well done exactly but let's go ahead and go into uh number 12 which you know i texted kuko about this and i was like yo there's literally a song that's about not wanting sex but getting head instead, and I, I just think it was dope that they kind of showed both sides. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing I'm guessing that was Low C's doing the, the male part. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One hundred. One hundred. <laughs> you know if it's a male, you know if it's a nigga rapping on this, it's gonna be Low C's basically. if it's not Biggie. So basically, so <laughs> so uh, especially if he's not credited, which I don't know if he is or he isn't, but. Yeah, this genre, I think this genre was I think this genre was dope. Again, it's one of the more raunchier joints on here for sure. Uh starts starting off with the intro with Lil C's talking about he's gonna go visit one of his bitches in pink houses, uh-huh. one of his bitches in over here in Brooklyn, and then go, you know, just talking his shit. And um, yeah, man, it's definitely like a super uh a super I how do I put this? Like just 
Yeah, super crazy song. I guess is the only way I can describe it. I mean, pretty much like while they're both lyrically vicious on this joint, they both nasty as fuck. Hell and yeah. the chorus, that chorus though, that's all I wrote. That chorus though, because that shit. If you ain't sucking no dick, we don't want it. We don't want it. We don't want it. And then the girls, <laughs> if you ain't licking that clip, we don't need it. We don't need. And then it. the guys have to one up it by, if you ain't drinking no nut, we don't want it. <laughs> And then the girl had to go and one up and was like, if you ain't licking no butt. No butt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was really well done. And again, I just, I'm just imagining. So was this song like a big kind of like anthem type of joint back in the day or not? Hell not no. Much? You ain't, I never heard this song anywhere but the album, nigga. <laughs> this is one of them joints you could, you couldn't even edit this joint down. You would have had to do like they did nah, back you know. in the day and create the whole radio edit clean version of this bitch. And it still ain't a clean version of this. How you, how you Hell would rework no. this chorus to be on the radio? I don't know. And even if you could do that, the verses would be not like it, you would have to like completely change, rewrite a whole verse for this one. So you're mm-hmm. right, it just would not. I don't even know why I asked that because definitely, <laughs> maybe today, I don't know, maybe this could be a song. And, and even today, I feel like this would definitely be like a, a song that would catch a lot of heat. I mean, yeah, because um, it's like what yeah. the, the, the craziest song that we've had the uproar over lately is WAP, Wet Ass Pussy. And it's like the chorus yeah. of that song is, oh, you looking for some wet ass pussy. Nigga. Right. That ain't got shit on if you ain't drinking no nut. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, nah, definitely. This is again, it, it just kind of has that like, like bark. As much as it, as much as what we're saying is true that this is a raunchy ass song, it kind of has like that backyard barbecue kind of feel. At least the beat itself. And if you, let's say you're like tuning out the actual lyrics, it kind of has like that feel good vibe to it. Now, regardless. I- I- I agree. It has a barbecue party ass feel to it, but this is not the barbecue where your mama and your grandmama and your daddy Fuck and your no. aunts and uncles is around and the baby cousins. No. no, this is the one that you have with your ratchet ass friends where y'all yep, are taking yep. shots of Hennessy, yep. <laughs> throwing fucking <laughs> bones, playing spades. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Smoking a whole lot of weed. Yes. And, and, and getting that joint shut down at least two times. Exactly. The cops. Have That's been called when this song yeah. plays at least twice. <laughs> yeah. So you've had two yeah. warnings by the time this joint come on. This joint might oh, get yeah. your shit shut down. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially if everybody starts singing in unison. Yo, like, starts... like my my children yeah. are just hearing these people in the next house, yeah. and they're screaming yeah. about <laughs> sucking dick and eating pussy <laughs> and dicking nut. I don't even know what nut is. <laughs> I'm dead. Yo, nah, real shit though, real shit. This is definitely that song to to, to do that. Yes, yes, but, for sure. But but let's go ahead and jump on into number thirteen, which yeah. I feel like is somewhat of a continuation to that song, <laughs> but just a, a, a lot more slower version of it, and and, and not as high energy, kind of like the smoother version of that, essentially. Now, if this joint come on during a dinner party or the barbecue, it'd be cool because her her she's chill on the jump. The beat is real chill on this joint. Yep, yep. But I know one thing tonight. <laughs> Eat that Eat pussy my- right. <laughs> no. Grandma's going to be like, what they say? I'm like, no, grandma. They, I, I don't even know how to change that to make it sound good. <laughs> nah, you really, you really cannot. And you know what? You know what? All I was thinking was like, yo, you just don't want to be a nigga that causes a girl to listen to this song and like like it and be like, yeah, nigga, mm-hmm. unless you about to come eat this pussy, do not come over it. Like, the, like this song is literally about an annoying ass nigga wanting to fuck with her, and she's like, nah, nigga, mm-hmm. 
We ain't rocking with that. Or, she, so or a this nigga is not that, a, she, that she thought was bomb, and she was just like, mm-hmm. hey, your whole game was trash. Your whole ad, you know, yeah. the, she said your, your fuck mm-hmm. game was trash. Now now you want to come yep. back again? Yeah. 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 So, so again, guys, fellas, if she's listening to this while she calls you and it's in the background, you better get the fuck up out of there because you know what time it is, though. You're not going to get called for, for no more than one thing. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just saying. But this is, again, like almost a continuation of that. It's a way... And again, I feel like this is like a female anthem right here. It has to be because it kind of has the girl singing in the background, too. Yep. So definitely. It, it definitely, I would imagine, is that kind of song. Again, like the cookout vibe type of joint. And again, this one, if the last one is going to get shut down, then the, the, the females is definitely going to get the part shut down. This oh, They're yeah. going to be allowed to talk oh, singing yeah. that shit. Now, I will so. say, because I don't know if the version that you listened to it was the the deluxe version essentially that they went back and created because not tonight which was actually produced by jermaine dupree and he was the one talking on that joint he um it was the one that they made the remix was the one that she did with uh left eye the brat missy and um that was it oh angie martinez <laughs> i forgot that angie oh, was on shit. the beginning of that song. that's like a pretty that's a pretty like a uh, diverse song right there. and i mean honestly it was the first time that i had seen like that many females on a track together like like the dudes would always do it like i've seen a bunch of dudes do it and then they'd have like one female on the track with them but like this is yeah, just yep. five straight female artists that was on the joint and even angie martinez mm-hmm. she was she was she was just starting to rap when she came out with her little intro part to this song her, remember, remember the the song was it Monster? How Rick Ross is at the very beginning, but only for a few seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like Angie's part for 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 the Not Tonight remix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, I, I I didn't even know that shit existed. I, I I think all I heard was the um I guess the one on the album, which I'm assuming is the the regular version. I don't know if exactly. That was... I'm gonna send it to you. In fact, I'm gonna send it to you now so I don't forget and have to send it to you later while I'm editing the episode. And you're like, what the fuck is this nigga sending me this shit for now? <laughs> yo, I be forgetting. I'm like, yo, this nigga just randomly sent me uh you fucking randomly sent me uh Gangsta's Paradise. And I was like, why the fuck did this nigga send me Gangsta's Paradise? Yep. But I, I remember see. it was because Cause, cause I was like, I thought the nigga was white that was singing the fucking yeah. hook. And I, I, I didn't like, remember until I went back to edit the episode like two days later. <laughs> you just randomly get uh, fucking against his paradise sense. Of you. That shit was pretty hey, funny. But I was like, he'll figure it out. <laughs> if he Facts. doesn't ask me, he'll figure it out. <laughs> Facts. Nah, I definitely did. I definitely did. But let's go ahead and jump in to number fourteen, which again is the last intro on the album. Which essentially what I wrote is hating ass niggas talking shit. Pretty much is what it is, yep. and it's pretty much essentially what it is. I mean, that's why it's called player haters. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much talking shit about him, and then all of a sudden you kind of bigging him up a little bit. Oh no, no boo! Like nah, this, this nah, bitch, nah, but she, 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 she somebody, but she, she got some paper. <laughs> she, she got some paper though. You know what I'm saying? She got some paper though. And then them, them, and, they, and again, this is this is just an example of like where PC culture was at the time because a lot of f bombs get dropped in these little joints. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we're just gonna leave it at that. Yep. But let's go ahead and, and jump into number 15, which is the last song on the album, which I'm assuming by the crossed out letters it's fuck you i'm guessing is what it's called yep yep uh featuring larceny and trife yep now members of let the me just say Mafia. this yep yep so let me let me just say this i feel like this is like a weird way to end the album to me you know what i mean yeah, yeah. I, I don't know i don't know if you felt that you know what i mean because first of all it's, it's kind of like a short song and there's no real like hook to the joint and it kind of feels just like a, a like a I don't want to say a bunch of verses thrown together, but it kind of feels that way in a way, in a sense. Yeah, it kind of you know does because I mean? like the the beat is interesting, but <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, it's so off kilter that like 
the the lyrics sometimes seem to oppose what the beat is trying to do so they don't really marry well together and it sounds weird to listen to and again it's just a crew song like we said not all crew songs are great and it's not especially a great song it's all right and it was just i think it was just a not great decision to put it as the last track on the album like it's not a strong showing to end this album and honestly i've never thought it was like most of the time when i was younger i would skip this song like right the shit ended with not tonight that was the last john on the jump yeah no and, and again this really feels you know honestly this feels like a bonus track you know what i mean this kind of is what it feels like where like it's not included in the main listing and after the joint essentially ends you know you got the the homies on the song which you know larceny and tripe were on the joint mm-hmm. and again it's not to say i actually liked i guess it was tripe's verse the last one i thought that joint was pretty dope and i even thought kim's joint was kind of dope but i just feel like it wasn't a, was this her debut album Kim's? yes yes it was yeah again for this being the end of her debut album i just feel like it should have been if not just a song just her i feel like it should have had more of her but this joint was just like a, a short verse of her short verse from larceny and tripe and it, it kind of just abruptly ends yeah and i'm like i want to say it has more of the junior mafia's actual album sound because they have more of that gritty mm. like not as well like you know not as polished production sound so you yeah, go from yeah. a song like not tonight that is very highly polished in its production to this joint mm-hmm. where not all of them sound clear and yep. but it sounds just like something that was on their album i think the only reason that this is the last song is simply because she, when she first came out she was in the junior mafia and she was probably the mm. brightest star of the junior mafia right, so right. she probably wanted to end the album the same way that she began her career which is with her niggas yeah so fair enough fair that's, enough that's the but, only real thing i can think of as to why it would be the last song no nah, i feel you but again as a i guess as a listener i just felt like it was just a bad decision just to end it that way but you know i agree that's just how that's just the decision they made i guess yeah all right well that's the last track on this don't what are your final thoughts on this album sir I'm, I'm actually eager to hear this i wanted to ask you before we got on but i was like nah let's just go ahead and wait all right so first listening to the joint first time around i was like damn i'm not gonna lie this joint is kind of like super you know just not for me that's what i thought at first and i'm not saying it was it was whack or it, sh- or it shouldn't exist you know i feel like this is definitely for somebody but at first i was like nah it's not really for me just because of you know all the raunchiness or whatever but i will say that the more i listened to it the more i was like you know what fuck all that right like let me actually dive in and like really listen to this joint and you know, especially because a lot of a lot of the, the features, like for example, a lot of the super, I guess you could say, I don't want to say questionable, but I guess it's only that I can think of saying questionable shit, like uh, the beginning of Big Mama thing. Like I used to be scared of it, you know, whatever. And I feel like it's balanced out by the Jay Z verse. True. You know what I mean? So, so even if you do feel that way, I feel like there's something, and even if it's just Kim, you know, I feel like she'll have a line or she'll have a verse where she doesn't mention anything like that. That kind of evens it out. So I feel like she does a really good job at just keeping that good, even kind of just distribution of raunchiness, craziness, and actual just, you know, straight up spitting and, and bars and shit. So the more I listened to it, the more I picked up on the bars and and how really just Welsh of a, a, and good of a rapper she is. And yeah, I, I, I really like the joint. Again, I feel like this is one of them albums that you kind of have to preface it if you're going to recommend it to somebody. Like, yo, like, look, I, I know that this joint is like super out there. But like the rapping on this shit is is top tier, one hundred percent. And it kind of just I, I feel like it, it it shows why Lil Kim became 
who Lil Kim became, and that's you know pretty much the the godmother of of, of, of female rap essentially. Basically, I mean, at least she, at least modern modern female rap. Yeah, she just took it a whole different way. I mean, she kept the lyricism and like the powerfulness that that like you know MC Light, Queen Latifah, and Roxanne Shantae brought before her. But at the same time, she made it her own and she did her own shit with it and she took it her own yeah. way. And that's that's what you have to do as an artist. You have to be able to stand out Next. amongst your peers, but still be good so that no matter if you decide to do something wild and crazy it's balanced out by the fact that you've got the talent right there behind it yeah no i, I agree 100 and, and i feel like that's that's what she showed throughout the album man aside from i guess i i don't know i just feel like and again i know this is a this is definitely a thing for new york albums in the 90 to have a lot of your your posse and your crew in, in your album yeah but i feel like maybe having a couple different features aside from little c's on the joint uh, I feel like would have done it a little bit more justice, but even that being said, I feel like it was a really dope album. Um, there wasn't a bad feature per se, but I feel like there just could have been potentially more room for like just a little bit more variety. Is is, is kind of what I'm getting at. But other than that, I feel like the shit the shit was pretty dope, and uh, it definitely surpassed my expectations for sure. There you go. Well, me personally, still a favorite album. I will go back and listen to it at any point. I agree with you that. You definitely have to preface uh, this jump before telling somebody to listen to it. But at the same time, like you said, there's the music just stands out. That's, Thanks, yeah. that's what it is. Um, no, but, but a lot, I feel like a lot of times people won't give even give it a chance because they just, again, and, and that's why we, we were saying that, you know, to certain people, you might have to preface it, you know, uh-huh. but to, 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 to hopefully an actual fan of music and just in general, like, the, like you said, the music will speak for itself. Exactly. It's hard for me to really say too too much about this album that i don't like but it was kind of funny because like this is a very like we said this is a very new york album and it's an album of its time where Mm. you've only got certain joints on here that are gonna be radio hits like maybe two and i mean that's pretty much what it was (laughs) um right right and then the rest of the album is just what they wanted to do it was that hard shit blah 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 they weren't working towards radio hits Right. They were working towards being the best rapper that they could. And then the label was like, yo, we need some radio friendly music on album. So uh, make like two, three joints. Exactly. Versus now where I feel like everybody just tries to go for radio hits, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. But not. it's definitely like I said, it's an album of its time. Uh, it has a lot of interludes in it, but all the interludes are mad short, which is good. They're not like yeah. long drawn oh, yeah. out dumbass the most any any interlude is like a minute and 15 seconds or something like that i want to say it's the longest exactly but i think that this joint shows a lot of versatility in kim and i i always thought it was a really good album and i will always cape for it so no facts facts i agree all right so what you give it out of 10 sir so i'm gonna give it unbiased i'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine out of ten I think I I really do feel like it's a very well balanced like there's a lot of variety as much as there aren't really a whole lot of features on it but just she shows a she shows a lot of variety as an artist I feel in my opinion throughout the album a whole lot of different kinds of beats I'm assuming different producers uh-huh. you know you got Diddy on the joint you got uh, Jermaine Dupri just Jermaine Dupri you know you just got a, a lot of like good people I feel like that she worked on this album Biggie obviously. Uh, you know, all the junior mafia and all that. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like there's just a lot of good shit, if, especially if you want to kind of, like you said, this album of his time. So if you kind of want to kind of go back or whatever, I feel like this is a good album to pick. And I feel like there's, there's, there's literally something for everybody on here, regardless if you're not with all the all the sexual shit. You know, we talked about uh, Queen Bitch is 
pure hip hop at, at its purest, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just a dope album, man. I, I feel like once you get past what you feel like you might not like, you'll realize that you're probably gonna like a lot more than you thought. I feel. Exactly. So. No, I'm with you. I gave it a solid nine out of ten. One of the biggest factors to drop it down a point is the last song. That's, but again, like I've said, ever since I've had this album, that's always been a downside for me. The mm-hmm. only other junk that I don't like, or not that I don't like it, but I've always wished that the original Crush on You actually had Kim in it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I just feel like it could have been an even stronger song because Kim is a way better lyricist than Lil C's. So <laughs> and and it, just, it just makes more sense since it's her album. So yeah, I feel like, exactly. You know what I mean? It just makes sense. I agree. And plus, since all they did was release the song anyway as a remix with Lil Kim on it, like she was the selling point of that song. If, Lil, if it would have been right. a Lil C song, I don't think it would have done anywhere near as good as it did. Oh, yeah. No, so, facts. I agree. Um, but no, I agree. Like, uh, definitely a solid 9 out of 10. It's it's dope as fuck like there's not much that i will say bad about this album like to me i don't care who the mc is as long as, long as the lyrics are dope i'm mm-hmm. with it so no i agree i agree 100 percent. all right well before we get up out of here we y'all know we like to give y'all some album suggestions so you got yes, one sir. for today sir yes sir so i'm gonna go ahead and stick with the female mcs have you ever heard of angel hayes before yes i have so I remember back in the day, I was really into uh, Charles Hamilton, like maybe like 2011, 2010, right, right around there, right. And I remember she did a he did a song with Angel Hayes, and I heard her rapping, and I kind of really got into into her uh, to her music. And one of the first albums or mixtapes that she put out was a joint called Reservation, and that's the joint that I'm recommending to y'all this week. So it's called Reservation by Angel Hayes. Uh, she's a really dope rapper. Um, I feel like she's pure, like just spitting and shit. And I feel like she's very creative with a lot of her songs. So definitely, you know, check that joint out. Uh, you got songs like uh, Shy, uh, New York, Working Girls, Drop It. So it's, 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 again, I feel like it's very variety as well, very variety filled as well. So I feel like it's a, it's a good show for her. So definitely go check that out. All right, bet. I'm gonna have to check that out. Uh, my suggestion for today, taking it back to 1993, uh, Snoop Doggy Dog, back when he was called the whole oh. name, and the album Shit. is Doggy Style. Now this is a like a, a straight up just West Coast classic. It's a classic album period, but it's definitely a West Coast classic. Right. With bangers like Gin and Juice, Lottie Dottie, Murder Was the Case, Who Am I? You know, Snoop Doggy Dog. That, that you know, that's whole shit. Dog. It's it's a yeah. vicious ass album. Go back and listen to it. Like I said, like you may not be 100% on liking West Coast music, but there's definitely albums that you need to check out that are West Coast albums. And yeah. basically Snoop's entire early discography, for me, fits yeah. that bill. So definitely go out and check out Doggy Style by, by Snoop Doggy Dog, Snoop Dog. Definitely a classic jump. And I mean, I feel like Snoop is just so ingrained in hip hop with his early yeah. shit. And it's just been referenced in so much. Like, even younger yeah. niggas know, like, older Snoop Dogg songs. They may not know all of them, and they may not know them well, but everybody knows fucking Gin and Juice. I'm sorry. Everybody knows Gin oh, and yeah. Juice. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Every, yeah. No, for sure. I don't care. If you're into quote-unquote culture, mm-hmm. you fucking have heard Gin and Juice somewhere in a movie, mm-hmm. in a video game, mm-hmm. at a party, mm-hmm. somewhere. You definitely heard that song, for sure. And I feel like everybody, even if you don't know the words to What's My Name, as soon as they start going, Snoop Doggy, Everybody's like, oh yeah, that's that's my shit. Everybody recognizes that, but you know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Nah, nah, 100. You know, we we mentioned that that Snoop is. I feel like 
one of the more I guess you could argue that he's probably one of the most famous rappers of all time. You Period. could argue that. Cause you shit, could argue that. My mom knows who Snoop is and has known for years and knows that he's and- a famous pothead. <laughs> <laughs> that's yo, that's the crazy thing about it. That he everybody knows he's a famous pothead. And when, when we say everybody, we mean Asians, we mean Indians, mm-hmm. we mean everybody. Like the whole entire world knows that he yep. is who he is. You that's young, fucking... you old, you middle aged, whatever. Everybody knows that yeah. Snoop is the world's most famous rapping right. pothead. Facts. And Facts. Wiz Khalifa's trying to catch up. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like that's what it is. And I feel like he should kind of focus on just being, you know, who the fuck he is. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I feel like he kind of tried to take that joint, but I feel like. I don't know. I thought you can't be thrown. Uh, you can't be thrown Snoop. Man. I don't want to say this is a hot take because I really don't think it is. But Snoop is hip hop's Willie Nelson. I put it right. Oh there. yeah, no facts. Point blank period. Facts. If you don't know that, then that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I remember sure. hearing something where uh, I think Snoop said like one of the first few times he ever hung out and smoked with Willie Nelson, Willie smoked him under the table. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I, I, again, <laughs> I, I, I've heard, I've heard. I think it might have been the same thing where he said that he's the only one who's kind of like ever done. Really, it. Re- mm-hmm. yeah. So that's pretty fucking crazy. Exactly. And I, I remember saying, Wiz saying the same thing about Snoop. He was like, "Yeah, Snoop. The uh, first time I hung out with Snoop, Snoop got me dumb high. I couldn't even function." Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, "Yeah, that's that's King Pothead right there." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, fair. Got gotta stay humble, Froggy. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Gotta stay humble. Exactly. All right. Well, is there anybody, anything else you want to tell these lovely people out here before we get up out of here for the day? Yeah, man. Definitely. Thank y'all for tuning in for another album review. And we're going to hit y'all with another joint potentially coming next week, potentially coming the week following. We're going we're gonna to see. But definitely keep tuning in. We're going to keep bringing y'all these good shows, man. Uh, to, to continue quarantine 2.0. Who knows at this point when we're going out? Like 3.5 at this point, nigga. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. It's at least 3.7. You're right. <laughs> All right, well, we began to for exactly. Well, y'all know where y'all can find us. Y'all can find us to for your listening pleasures on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcast. You can find us for your Instagram and Twitter needs at HQ Podcast. And yes, it is all spelled out. Um, yes, sir. Next, uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, yeah, you can go to uh, Facebook.com and type and search out Hip Hop Heads Podcast and also find us there. But on behalf of my man, Mr. Chris Ben Bass, my name is Koopa. Y'all take care of each other. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be good. And if you can't yeah, yeah. be good, be the best that you can be. That's all your mama's going to ask for you, man. That's it. That's it. That's all you got. That's it. Just, just be the just best. Do your best. Be, be your best. You know what I'm saying? Your best, man. All right, little world. We love y'all. We out this bitch. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace. <laughs>